Oh, that was so bad. Hello. Yeah, it's okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six pew, 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 of Undecided Podcast. My name is Tara Mahoney, and I'm here as usual, as I am every week, with my co-host, <laughs> Kate Reeve. Hi, Kate. Hi. And we're here this week to talk to you about the NDP platform, uh, which was released on Wednesday. Uh, who cares? Um, a time in April. It was mid-April. And um, and uh, we want to go through it with you. But before we do that, we have a few news items to roll through, through from this week. Mm-hmm. So, Kate. Thank you very much. It's great to be here tonight. You're pathetic. You're all pathetic. Sorry, that's just how the uh, monk here say hello. Say hello. Pretty funny story here. Um, we got some more Trumpian rhetoric out of our favorite Ford, um, favorite Ford. <laughs> Doug Ford, who said in a like televised or public no, it was statement. A, it was a news release. In a news release, my bad. Um, that Kathleen Wynne would be in jail if she wasn't a politician. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I can hear the echoes of "lock her up, lock her up." Yes, just like burning through my eardrum. Which is just, like, very scary. <laughs> Can we just, like, why are female politicians, like, criminalized to this extent? I know. And, it, I mean, obviously we know why. But mm-hmm. it just blows my mind that it still happens. I know. And, like, especially since what they're trying to talk about, the locker-up stuff, mm-hmm. what they're referencing is the gas plant st- scandal, which was under another premier, yeah. which involved the members of his staff, a male premier, mm-hmm. might I add, um... And it, this has absolutely nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all the, the former premier's office. Yeah, so she just inherited these issues. Yeah. And she's been trying to solve them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she responded to the locker up comments by saying that he sounds like Donald Trump. And she was villainized for that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... And like, and maybe maybe that would be fair if it was, if it was unfounded. Mm-hmm. But we're going to play a clip for you right now that is it's uncanny how much he sounds like Donald Trump so mm-hmm. reporters are asking him in this clip um, the tax cut he is putting in as part of his platform to uh, big business it's a 1% tax cut uh, to like corporations um, they ask him doesn't this benefit your business it's like a label business I don't remember what it is but anyway like his his family thing. they're like a million they're like worth millions mm-hmm. like and he's like, no, this doesn't benefit me at all. I'm actually losing money by <laughs> doing this, by running for premier. So anyway, um, uh, you can take a listen to that and uh, think about it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you actually get your facts right, because you don't have your facts right, about the structure of our company. Then we'll, we'll have another discussion on that. But I can tell you, I don't benefit a penny. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if anything, I'm losing money doing this job, but it's worth it. It's worth every single penny. 
Um, and the other big piece of news this week was the NDP platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so so far we've got we've got the liberal budget, which is kind of serving as a liberal pl- platform. Although I believe that they will release their own platform document. Um, so, so now we have the NDP platform, and the Doug Ford platform is pr- going to come out. I, I didn't call well, it the progressive conservative platform. I just called it the Doug the Ford. Doug, well, because I mean it's coming out in these little blips and pieces, like mm-hmm. the corporate tax, and yeah. he's talked about like reducing wait times in hospitals, but we haven't really seen a cohesive document mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. which like you said last week, makes it more difficult to compare his platform to other parties. Which uh, which we also talked about last week mm-hmm. as, as perhaps being part of their strategy. Now, I have to say, I have to give uh, this team uh, credit. I don't even want to use that word, but I, mean, I have to give them, it? I have to give them um, the benefit of the doubt and say, if you think about it, Doug Ford came into this race a lot later than the other candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's still like we're still um, early days technically of the campaign. It's normal. Thank God it's, we live in Canada. Eh? Oh God. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's normal for like candidates to take their their times with their time with platforms and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so you know, uh, and he did enter the race quite late. So yeah. um, we, I'm no, I know we will see a cohesive. I know they can't well, like they, just. Yeah. They, we will see something coming. coming. And when we do, we want to. Uh, we as we were building um, the topics or the uh, little tidbits we were going to talk about on this episode, I kept being like, oh well, like how does this compare to like what the other candidates have already said? Um, and I realized that that was going to take up too much time. We want to keep these episodes nice and short and crisp and cute for you. So what we're going to do is to. Towards the end of the campaign, we're gonna have a compare and contrast episode where we um, where we talk about um, the diff the like the differences and similarities between the three platforms. So we'll get that all nicely packed up in a neat little package for you all. Graph yeah, too. we're Something yeah cute. we're gonna launch a website so that you can have like a place to go you can, and like, do share all it on this. your Facebook and like your uncle will yell at you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll like, be really fun. You can like put it on your phone uh, mm-hmm. under the table for like family dinner. Yeah, and like your racist granddad. Yeah. <laughs> like you can be. <laughs> But you can be like, okay, okay, Grandpa, fine. But like, what about like, how can you argue against scrolls through phone <laughs> dental care for everyone? Like, come you on, you have dentures, don't yeah. you need this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or, um, you know, uh, the many, um, the many things, um, in this in this NDP platform and in the Liberal platform that um attempt to deal with. Um, our aging population. Mm-hmm. Um, so, without further ado, oh, we're making great time here, folks. Oh, amazing. Oh, we, great segue, by the way. Oh, thank that you. That was really solid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pat myself on the back, take a sip of beer. Good. There she goes. Mm-hmm. And she's back. I'm back. Hi. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about the pew, 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 NDP platform. Any other person here tonight? I give zero. Now we're in it. We're in it. We're, it's happening. Uh, Kate, I want you to run through your highlights, or I know I know your favorites. I know your you favorite know my things, favorites, so yeah. I want you to I want you to say them. Okay, well, the NDP under um, Andrea Horvath, mm-hmm. um, bless her heart, not a very charismatic woman. I was I just gonna to say, say that. Like I was, I'm did you so watch disappointed. Any, did you watch any of the videos? I have, and it's she, like uh, it's like watching tap water run. It is. I'm so sorry. But and you know what? Char- charisma does not make a it good shouldn't premiere. matter. It sh- I mean, no. look at Justin Trudeau. Nope. Yeah. It, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily equal like a strong politician. Yes. But it does help in an election. Yes. Anyway, that aside, something that I really love from this is the foreign buyers annual tax on mm-hmm. houses in the GTA. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was really interesting. So they're expanding the liberals' 
housing tax, which is normally on when you buy a house as a foreign buyer, you have to pay a 15% tax. Yeah. Now, what the NDP are proposing is that you pay an annual housing tax if you're a foreign owner. Mm-hmm. Does that sound vaguely xenophobic? Yes. <laughs> when you say it in those blank terms, when yes. you think about it in the reality, it's because foreign not. when you call something foreign yeah it just someone's sounds, already like someone somewhere is like oh my god <laughs> yeah it, but it's it's unfortunate sounding yes but the reality is it would just be asking people who come into toronto with a lot of money to spend yes. on houses to pay a little bit more to hopefully discourage that and let people who've already lived in toronto um be able to purchase a home in their city yes and this is uh we need to emphasize this is only in the gta yeah where the cost of living is rising every fucking day literally so yeah. this doesn't like um impact a low income nope. uh, le- uh let's call them, not call them foreigners but you know immigrants mm-hmm. or uh refugees yeah this is about the cost of living in the GTA, which mm-hmm. is skyrocketing. Yeah. And and, it, and the part of the reason it's skyrocketing is because these um, foreign um, buyers are coming into the market with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, the only people who can afford to live in this city are mm-hmm. the rich. So And buy, and buy houses in mm-hmm. the city are the rich. So um, this is like, you know, your, you know, your your rich American or Chinese uh, person who's come in and been like, oh, I just like, I'm going to buy like a house in Toronto, mm-hmm. like n- no problem. Yeah. And um, I was talking to someone recently that said the foreign buyers tax uh, from the liberals, it's um, a lot of people like it's not, it's not the greatest way to deal with this problem because people, pe- these people are so fucking rich that they just factor it into the price mm-hmm. and then they just keep fucking buying and driving up the cost of housing so yeah so this would hopefully decrease like the housing boom in toronto make it more affordable for um your everyday like middle class family to be able to afford a house in the city yeah um but again this is a long-term thing this isn't gonna happen overnight yeah and we need to talk we have to talk about how it's so different from the liberals um uh which is a one-time one time percent this is every year Mm -hmm. it's five dollars for every one thousand dollars of value of on your home in 2018 which is five sorry 0.5 percent a year for a million dollar house which doesn't sound like that much but when you really think about it it is a significant cost but and then mm-hmm. in 2019 uh it's going up right wait, it's is going it 0.5 percent of a million dollars a five thousand dollars is half a percent of a million dollars yeah no no, no. yeah no Okay, so uh, so funny. Kate and I like tried to do the <laughs> oh math God, to so get this. We like literally like instead of like trying to do because like it was percentages and like fractions. We were like we just like Google like tried level to. Of math. Yeah, no, we really like we're terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, so but it's not just for a million dollar home. It's point five percent a year. Yeah. For your home, for if you're a foreign buyer, you pay 0.5 percent a year in 2018, and then in 2019 it's going to go up to two percent a year, which is a big so, bump. If you buy a million dollar home, which is the bare minimum in Toronto right now, it's literally yeah. It's actually it's the average. Like yeah. it's like oh no no. The, the, I think the median is around seven hundred thousand. But like yeah, that, that's no, definitely a million dollars. You can barely find a home that's not a million dollars in the city. So um so if you buy a million dollar home, two percent a year is twenty thousand dollars, which so you know year after year. That's gonna that adds up. Really that adds quickly. up. So it's a lot more than the what the liberals uh, basically uh, propose in their fifteen mm-hmm. uh, percent foreign buyers tax. Because mm-hmm. if you know if you own a house for like seven years, that becomes 
that's a, a lot, lot of, of money. money, and I don't want to do the mental math. I'm not going to. I've be. had I've had only three sips of beer, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to do too any much math to now. do math. Yeah, too much. Um, um so um, maybe uh, I, I'm going to suggest that we go in. We continue to talk about the revenue streams. Mm, that, okay. Um, because. Uh, there's a big social spending part of this platform. Yes, there is. So we're going to talk first about how they're going to pay for it, and mm-hmm. then second about what they're going to do. Amen. Boom. I just got an email. Oh, Tara's so <laughs> From popular. From the Ontario Liberal Social Media Team. I'm oh. subscribed to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what they're trying to tell their oh, people to God. say. Like, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this, um, this tax increase on high earners. Which mm-hmm. sounds good to us. Sounds great. Sounds really great. Yeah. So um, uh, the NDP will raise taxes by one percent on incomes, personal incomes, over two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Which is a fuckload of money. And I think those people are already taxed at like fifty percent. Um, so sounds good keep to taking, me. Keep yeah. taking. Keep I mean, taking. Let's like, go. I mean, have, uh, if you saw the Sunshine List that came out a couple mm-hmm, weeks ago in mm-hmm. Ontario, there are a lot of public servants who are making. Hundreds of thousands but like, of dollars. So much money. Like the president of U of T's like financial mm-hmm. management team is making almost a million dollars annually. That's insane. That's insane. And what does he do? I don't know. I don't care. Who but knows? No one should make that honestly, much money. Honestly, honestly, who knows? Literally, no one. Um, God. agree because then except you have for like nurses. Who, yeah, except for <laughs> nurses. Shout out to my nurses. Bring in the nurses. Um, okay, so uh, and then the uh, the other thing that they're gonna do is raise taxes by two percent over uh, for incomes over three hundred thousand um, dollars. Again, I think they're taxed at like around fifty percent. Mm. So, um, like. That's so. Those are like the. Oh wait, and then there's one more. There's a um, the corporate tax rate is going to be increased from eleven point five percent to thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. So that's a one point, sorry, two point five percent increase. <laughs> um, and so these are the ways that, these are the big ways that uh, Andrea Horvath intends to pay for this large, social spending plan, mm-hmm. um, which she's already been knocked for. Um, uh, like, a it. Is almost ten billion dollars less than the Liberals' platform over five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so talk about the deficit for a sec. Yeah. So the Liberals plan to run a twenty-nine point four billion deficit for over five years. Mm-hmm. Now the NDP under Andrea Horvath are proposing to run an eighteen point one billion deficit over five years, and we're going to talk about um, what that deficit would come from in terms mm-hmm. of their social spending. Mm-hmm. So. One of the main differences that, that we talked about in our roundtable is that the Liberals um, had some clear limits on who would be given dental care and pharma care mm-hmm. um, and child care as well. Mm-hmm. But the NDP are proposing kind of like a limitless plan if you mm-hmm. look at it from a very broad view. When you get up close, there are some confusions there, which we'll get into, but there are some significant differences in terms of their social spending. I don't think that the dental care and pharmacare, uh, from what I read in the NDP platform, which, like all platforms, has a lot of, like, we're going to... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for everyone. Like, yeah. like, j- like, super... There's a lot of, like, it's... It's hard to get to the actual meat of things. They're, Why can't they just put them in bullet points, they, honestly? It, to their credit, and... They do put them in bullet points at the beginning, but they mm. don't. The details where it's like where the money's going to come from, they mm. put it in these like long like, oh like, na- like we believe in like na 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 and Kathleen <laughs> Wynne na na na. You're just like oh my god, just get to the fucking point. Yeah. I just want to know the information, mm-hmm. which honestly like, 
I, I think most Ontarians, I, I really think that like most people reading, if, if, if you are a nerd like me and you're reading this fucking platform document, I think that's what most people want to hear. So mm-hmm. I um, petition to all Ontario political parties, mm-hmm. stop with your fucking flowery flowery. This is a jargon-free zone and we Jar- don't want... Jargon-free yeah. zone. Amen. I, dude, I feel... We don't I, need that in our documents either. Let's just make it clear for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that would take away our jobs. So. Yeah. Yeah. We need this Never job. Mind. Please. Keep it confusing. Keep, <laughs> keep it weird. <laughs> keep, it, keep it totally inaccessible. Yeah. Please. Let's continue to not allow people. Yeah. Or Let's to, alienate all the youths. Yeah. Let's just alienate and, them. And, and people who don't have time to like mm-hmm. read up on politics like yeah. every single day. Um, all right. So uh, with that in mind. Dental care. So, de- so the uh, NDP are going to, pr- are proposing dental care and pharma care for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't be contrasting this with the liberal plan too much, but I think that this is like a good point of contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, the liberals, um, I think like their, uh, their like idea is to have dental care and pharma care for everyone in the sense that their plan, the liberal plan at least, uh, they want to give, they want to extend dental care and pharma care to people um, under 25 and over 65. Everyone just gets it mm-hmm. for free. But then for the people in between those ages, they will, the Ontario government under the Liberals would extend coverage to people that aren't covered under their work insurance. Mm -hmm. So in a way, that will bring everyone dental care and pharmacare for everyone, but it's kind of indirect and like it seems just like a lot of work. I don't know. It seems like, yeah. And it's a question of like how much will they reimburse? Like is there, is it going to be everything for everyone? Yeah, and you know what, like, so um, I, I, I feel like... So I when I went in to buy my birth control, I, I'm 24. You so. always talk about birth control. I love it. It's great. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm having I'm having protected sex. It. Okay, <laughs> like it's fine. Um, um, but that's the only prescription I'm on. So mm. uh, when I went in to buy my birth control, instead of um, so in most insurance, when when you have insurance, you have to like uh, in, with insurance companies, you have to like submit your claim. Mm-hmm. You have to buy a lot of insurance companies. You have to buy the product and then with your own money and then submit the claim to the insurance company and then at the end of the year you get a big reimbursement for all the money that you spend but for people for young people um and uh seniors but also people that are um low income and i would say that like that includes most people over um like in between the ages of 25 and 32, like we have very little social mobility at the, at the, these ages right now because of the lack of job prospects and the cost, the high cost of living. Um, for those people, like I don't, I don't normally have like an extra $60 like lying around that I can just use for my fucking, you know, like uterine protection. Yeah. Which like I need, like it's like a, an essential product, mm. but like I don't normally just have like that money lying around that, uh, $60, I guess like over three months times 12 months. And then at the end I get all, any, all that money back. Anyway, when I went to buy it from the drugstore, they were like, Oh, you're covered under OHIP plus. So you just get it. You don't have to pay up front. Um, which, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I think that even though these plans, both of these plans, um, achieve the same thing, they the NDP one to me just sounds inherently better mm. based on the fact that if you're covered under OHIP plus, um, if everyone's covered, blanket statement, mm-hmm. you don't have to submit the claims, then it doesn't disadvantage people um, at the register. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I'm glad you brought and, that up. And dental and dental care too, mm-hmm. um, which again like. 
the coverage. That's debilitating, and, those yeah. costs. And then, like, the un- yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, so dental care and pharma care for everyone. That's huge. That's Universal. Huge. Boom. We live in an amazing socialist yeah. utopia. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's happening. Um, I also I'd like to. Uh, well, actually, I don't want to direct you to this article. It sucks, but um, there is an article in the Globe and Mail uh, this week that says finally a new a real NDP platform because and which is referencing the fact that over um, in the twenty fourteen and the twenty fifteen provincial and federal elections respectively, the NDP swung farther right than the Liberals on their. Uh, election platforms and people were like what the fuck (laughs) this doesn't make any sense Uh so here is a true ndp platform this is why the ndp exists this Mm -hmm. is what their agenda is this is what they're like they stand for in their party constitution so fucking finally yeah and it's the left the like the left in canada have a voice uh, in ontario have a voice yeah and i mean there have been articles coming out recently that's talking about how like kathleen Wynne's platform is trying to undercut the ndp by taking on that more like we are the most leftist party and gathering that progressive vote. But again, we see these gaps that the NDP are kind of filling mm-hmm. um, with somehow a lower deficit over five years. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about the comparisons later. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show that there is still room to be even more left-wing than yes. as people are painting the the wind platform. Yeah, and, and to her credit, she mm-hmm. is... Kathleen Wynne right now is the most progressive government in all of North America. There's nobody doing more social spending or stuff for, you know, like there's no one doing like what she's doing in North Mm -hmm. America right now, but Andrea Horvath is positioning herself as Mm -hmm. someone who could be beating her. Yeah, so that's really interesting to watch. All right, uh, Kate. Next up. Keep us on track. Okay. (laughs) I went on a tangent. Yeah, that's okay. Um... (laughs) So the Kate, other big Kate thing. is four years younger than me and constantly like dragging me by the hand, being like, "No, we need to go now." <laughs> In all areas of our lives, that's okay. Um, the other big thing that the liberals talked about and the NDP are also talking about is childcare. Yes. So big we're one. seeing that the NDP are offering free childcare from like, I'm not gonna say conception, but let's say exiting the birth canal <laughs> because life doesn't. No, nope, not going there. Um, you know, whenever life begins, however you want to see it, the NDP are giving you childcare mm-hmm. if you make under forty grand a year, mm-hmm. household income. Yeah. Now, if you make over that, they will subsidize that childcare, so you are only paying twelve dollars a day, mm-hmm. which, if you drink Starbucks, is like two lattes. So, dude, whoa, six dollars. I drink alternative latte? milk. Okay. Wow. I don't like regular. Okay. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Digression. You're such a millennial stereotype <laughs> in that like one sentence. Um. Yeah. I. I'm frugal in other ways, okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like that painted me in a really negative light. So I, so, so with this, um, this childcare bit, it's really interesting because you have, um, I, I don't feel that the NDP offered something better than the Liberals. They just offered something really different because mm-hmm. there's flaws in both. So in the Liberals, oh, I'm doing oh, we're a contrasting thing. Okay, let's leave that for later. It's a it, blanket statement. Yeah, forty. If you're making under forty grand a year, free childcare. If you're making over $12 a day. We'll talk about the differences between them and the liberals But later. analysis of this... Hit me. ...is yes. $40,000 a year of combined household income. If you're living in the GTA, but also Wait, if you're living not. outside the GTA, here, here for a point of reference, the poverty line is like under $25,000 a year. That in on, in the government, uh, in, sorry, in Canada, if you're making under $25,000 a year, you're like considered living below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So... Combined household income, you've got two uh, two parents, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, this Who is knows? getting problematic. Yeah. Um, 
So let's assume you've got a nuclear family, mm-hmm. two parents and a kid and two kids or three kids, one kid. Mm-hmm. You're not forty thousand dollars is really nothing. That's actually under the poverty line for a family. Mm-hmm. And so. no, one's, we're not going to sit here and say that that isn't amazing because obviously, if you're under the poverty line, you need free childcare. No, care. no, but then you, but it's, but I, that that, oh my god, absolutely not. But mm-hmm. then you miss this big bracket of people. Yeah that are making, you know, the household income is more than $40,000 a year, but that's really not a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. like, $12 a day is, I think I said, $60 a week, and mm-hmm. then times, you know... Let's not get into more I can't. I can't do any but math anyway, right now, it is, but... it is much cheaper than private daycare, $12 yes. a day. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. So much cheaper, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. And if you want to know than the about... Yeah, different... If you want to know how the liberal thing uh, compares, you can listen to our third episode, which talks about the liberal budget boom kate take us to the next one okay the next one which is amazing if you're a student like we are Mm -hmm. osop loans are being turned into grants boom and they are getting rid of the interest on current loans correct yeah so like no no not correct um on people so the way osap works is when you get osap you don't have interest Mm -hmm. while you're studying yes after you stop studying there starts to be interest on your student loan. On your payments. No, no, on the debt that you have. Yeah. Yeah, not on your payments. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, this is amazing for people that are out of school. Shout out to my homies that are like, (laughs) that that, that got their shit together and finished school before I did. (laughs) Um, um, Interest will be um, forgiven on student loans that are existing for people out like not studying anymore. Okay, so that's great. That's that's amazing. So if you're a reason all grad. these people all these people are like saying, well, oh, this Kathleen Wynn stuff is great or this Andrew Horvath stuff is right, great. Like, but where was happened? this when yeah. I was in like now yeah. and they're like up to their fucking faces in debt. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay, so that's great for new grads and then for up and coming students, mm-hmm. the oh. young, hopeful next generation. Yes. Um Maybe you can go to school for free if yeah. the NDP are If you elected. qualify for OSAP. If you qualify for OSAP. You get a free, you get, your loan turns into a grant. Mm-hmm. And now let's just say that OSAP is on a scale, right? Mm-hmm. So you won't get the same amount of money if your household income is like $100,000. Yeah. But you will still get significant help mm-hmm. that isn't a loan, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Especially considering how stingy um, universities are these days. Yes. With help. <laughs> Um, all right, McGill U of T. <laughs> uh, so, uh, da, 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 da. okay, and then uh, very relevant to our last episode on healthcare, mm. um, big, uh, big spending things for healthcare in the NDP budget. This is really exciting. Shout out to our nurses, bring Yay, the nurses. nurses. Um, $923 million for new nursing uh, home beds. They're yeah. making more room for the for, baby boomers. Yeah who um, are running out of places to go. And like, yeah. if you remember last episode, the nurse I talked to talked about how one of the reasons we have such inc- like crazy waiting times in hospitals is because there are a lot of elderly patients mm-hmm. who have nowhere else to go. Yeah, so, and so making more room for them in these new designated spots, which are, will equal out to about 15,000 new beds, will free up more room in everyday hospitals mm-hmm. so you don't have to wait as long in emergency. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that... Nursing home space too, mm-hmm. so uh, or all right, that's gonna alleviate. Yeah. But but uh, the wait time for a space in a nursing home right now is abhorrently high. Mm-hmm. Like people die waiting get to get into nursing homes. It's yeah. it's insane. Um, 
So that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with our aging population, I think, is like a huge, huge issue, especially mm-hmm. this election. But like, I mean, yeah, in the next few years, it's gonna be it's gonna be big, big things. Yeah. Okay, um, two billion for healthcare and hospitals, um, which is just like a blanket. They're just gonna like invest in all of the hospitals and healthcare services across the province. Yeah. Um, $380 million to create 2,000 new hospital spaces, which doesn't seem like that much, but... And spaces is a very open term. That right. could mean beds, that could mean rooms, because we don't really know. right now, like, the capacity of hospitals is really being tested with mm-hmm. the hallway medicine yeah. stuff. So people are like, if you haven't listened to any of our old episodes, you know, people are going to the hospital and they're being treated in beds that are literally in the hallway Mm -hmm. and they're calling this like phenomenon highway hallway medicine and a lot of people are affected by it it's just stripping patients of their dignity it's what it really is yeah and and yeah and like you know you live in a place where like you're supposed to get like health care um um, and that makes know, us proud to be Canadian yeah, in some aspects by we the feel government. like we can take care of each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when that falls through it's really disappointing not only for our system but also like our sense of self at least that's just me talking well it's like it's like it's like you know okay like I'm gonna go to the hospital and I'm gonna get better mm-hmm. but while you're there you're like wow like what I'm getting what I'm paying what I'm technically paying for mm-hmm. is like really really subpar mm-hmm. like and it's not because of the staff no like everyone's not. under everyone's understaffed and all these hospital uh, sorry all these hospitals are understaffed and everyone's overworked so yeah f- I mean can't argue with like more funding more beds I yeah. think the 15,000. Nursing home. Nursing home spaces. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Let's keep rolling on that. Let's yeah. Just... Boom. Um, um, let's talk about mental health. For yeah. Second, and uh, that's a great little segue oh, uh, to you. a topic that is very close to uh, my and Kate's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to establish, and I think this is genius. Like, mm. this has been marinating in my head for about 40 minutes now. Um, <laughs> so they're going to establish a dedicated ministry of mental health and addictions, which... Um, not doing the comparison thing again, seems a little more cohesive than the liberal plan. Again, you can Amen. hear about that on the liberal budget episode, episode three. Check it out. Leave <laughs> plug, us a rating. Plug, plug. We love you. Okay, bye. Um, uh, so they're going to... Um, so that's huge. That's going to be a, a... So right now, uh, mental health and addictions are uh, done under... Or like... Um, so like a subset under the Ministry of Health, yeah. right? So this would give mental health and addictions its own proper central body. So it wouldn't be... I'm not going to say it an afterthought, but it wouldn't be another responsibility on top of cancer, dementia, like all these yes. other incredibly like the, difficult, the, complex the issues. The aging population. The aging population. This is its own focus yeah. sector, which I think would really help consolidate resources mm-hmm. and make them more efficiently spent. And this um, is um, kind of a good segue into the... They have a big policy uh, like part of their platform dedicated to... Um, the fentanyl crisis, mm-hmm. um, which is like part of the uh, like part of epidemic? an addiction, yeah. yeah, part of the opioid epidemic, and has to do with like addiction and mental health. So um, this is huge. Uh, the uh, kind of uh, things that these this ministry will be uh, implementing is um, cutting children's mental health weights to a thirty day maximum with a five hundred and ninety million dollar investment, which is huge. Um, I, I was talking to a a teacher at, um, the high school that, uh, Kate and I went to, and he said, like, the amount of suicide attempts and depression among his students is 
huge. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's really felt. Um, so I think this is, like, this is amazing. Uh, NDP, the NDP will hire 400 more mental health care workers in order to provide mental health supports in every high school. Again, enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, they'll invest $100 million in Ontario's dementia strategy, um, which, again, like, uh, I, I'm sure we all know someone, like, that has dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or someone who knows someone who has dementia. Or someone who will get dementia. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> uh, and then um, this is a really big thing. Uh, they're going to build 30,000 new supportive housing units for people that have mental health and addiction problems. And we wanted to use this kind of as a jumping off point to uh, talk about um, Medicine Hat, Alberta, where uh, the mayor there, uh, a lot of people there were homeless, um, and I think a lot of this has to do with like the flooding that was happening in Medicine Hat. Um, they're like, they, they have like a lot of natural disasters because it's like up north in Alberta. Anyway, um, he was like, let's give everyone a house. And they ended their homelessness problem. And a lot of the people that entered that program like have been able to deal successfully with their mental health and addiction problems. So... They don't have homelessness in Medicine mm-hmm. Hat. So giving people homes, it's a crazy idea. Can you believe that giving someone a home would cure homelessness? I, I really, crazy. like, I couldn't. And apparently, um, housing someone, uh, giving someone a home, costs $20,000 to the city or the province. I mean, depending on where this is. Like, this is Medicine Hat, right? So Medicine Hat. The prices will be lower than in the GTA, But in fairness. Okay, but... What it is if, still significantly. But, but, okay, maybe they were given, a, like, an actual house. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the GTA you give them an apartment. Right. It's still, like, yeah. a home. Um, uh, but to keep someone out on the street, it costs $100,000 a person. Mm-hmm. So this guy was a conservative, so he was like, it just makes financial sense. And, and but it does. Like, it's you also, can't argue with that No, numbers. you can't. But it's also humane. Yeah. And we should, like, mm-hmm. acknowledge that. Um. I can't believe that we are about to end our sixth episode. We got That's through <laughs> all of the stuff. Um, so uh, um, we want to thank Looney Politics, as always, yes. for being our producer and uh, and giving us the platform and the space to uh, uh, continue and the means to continue uh, running this <laughs> podcast. Please tell us what you think about our analysis, about, about the platform. We want to know what you think about all the other episodes. We want to know what you want to hear about in the next few weeks. The date of the election is June 7th, and it is rapidly approaching at the speed of light. Um, so we want to know what you want to hear about. Please follow us on Twitter. We are at under, uh, sorry, <laughs> undecided underscore pod on Twitter and at undecided podcast on Instagram. That's where you can follow us and engage with us. Um, or you can leave us a comment um, or a rating or a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM. I didn't even know we had all those things, but it sounds great. <laughs> I will engage. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Next week. Episode Undecided. 7. Episode 7. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be awesome. We'll figure it out Whatever. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>